uh, it pains me to have to use such a clickbaity title, but I'm sick of these articles not telling you the full story. All right, so you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go! Welcome to the I Am Northbound Podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. So we've got an article here from TheInfluensive.com called Three Ways to Market Yourself in the Ever-Growing Music Industry. Now, I'm not just pulling this article out by itself and uh, trying to criticize it um, on its own because I could have picked any article. I mean, anyone telling people how to navigate the new music industry is saying the same things. And I don't know, I feel like if you're a music artist, I mean, if you're listening right now, you're definitely, you definitely fall into this group. But if you're a music artist who is actively looking for ways to get your music heard, I seem to notice that there are two, this is a little side tangent, but I can tell you that I noticed two distinct groups of music artists when I work with them. The first group, uh, you know, are prepared to put the work in and are active mu- uh, music artists who are looking to do the right thing for their music career and looking for that, you know, advice on how to take that next step forward because they're serious about reaching their music goals and the other group just want things done for them. Now, obviously, they're not going to get anywhere. It's the first group that are. Now, if you're listening to this right now, you obviously fall into the first group because you've taken that step to be like, how can I find guidance and assistance to take my next step forward? You know, you're not just putting your music online and just hoping that a um, you know, a record label discovers you and gives you your big break in inverted commas because those, those are the words that, you know, the second group of people love to use. But I feel bad for you because, I mean, if you're reading articles like this, if you're finding, you know, what, if you're trying to find ways to get your music heard or to take that next step and you come across this advice, it's no wonder that music artists find it hard to get the music heard because... Uh, I don't know. There's a subreddit, I think. Is it a subreddit or is it like just a meme? I don't know. There's like a joke going around of called the rest of the F and L, uh, you know, where people do drawing or they do uh, step-by-step tutorials on drawing and there's like a massive gap between the first and the second. Look, that's a weird reference. If you know what I'm talking about, that's exactly what this is. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm saying that they're leaving a lot of crucial information out in their advice. So, it's kind of like saying, you know, Put your music online and then once you get your first thousand followers, monetize it by doing this. Like, how do you get the thousand followers? Far out. So, this is what I want to talk to you about today. The article called Three Ways to Market Yourself in the Ever-Growing Music Industry. Now, this article talks quite a bit about how, uh, you know, Drake made history with his album Scorpion and like how he got so much uh, response and how much that helped him with his music career. Great. And then they talk a little bit about the industry, blah, 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 blah. You already know all that kind of stuff. I don't particularly see the point in letting people know accolades that other music artists have done, especially when you're at that level, because everyone knows that the music industry is not an even playing field every time people release albums. If you've already built an audience, it's just about momentum. So, how do you get that momentum building in the first place? How do you get uh, that snowball effect working for you and your music career, right? Well, this article says that the f- it's three steps, right? They've broken it down to three ways to market yourself. So, I mean, I'm not, they're not saying these are the three only ways, but still they're making it seem like quite a simple process for you to, uh, you know, see big results. The first point they said is to focus on a diverse range of social media platforms to build communities. This is the advice that they always seem to give music artists all of the time. Things like don't put all of your eggs into one basket. Don't just be promoting yourself on one platform. Uh, you need to be focusing on a wide range of things and trying to build yourself on all the different platforms. Great. But how do you build yourself? 
yourself? That's the question. You can't just put music out there and just get it discovered. We'll talk about that in just a bit, but that's the main thing that music artists are finding it hard to navigate through, right? You can't just say, like here they're saying that um, TikTok has become undoubtedly one of the fastest growing platforms, uh, same with Musical.ly, and that's cool, but why? who is trying to grow their music fan base on TikTok or Musical.ly? I mean, I think it's a great idea to, to utilize covers to try to find um, ways to be heard in a specific way. It's not just generally, you have to do it in a specific way. But going down the route of like TikTok and Musical.ly, I feel like that's stripping too much pride out of the music industry and there's not much left anyway. But if you're at that point, I don't know, maybe you could get it working for you. I admit they're not avenues that I've looked too far into. I've studied a bit. I'm like, this is not the demographic that you'd probably want to be looking at, depending on your genre. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, at least. Uh, secondly, we've got the point here that they're saying that it's about creating and developing the right type of content at the right time. I do agree with the point where they've said in this article that you can market to a million people, but if your branding is horrible, no one will want to buy from you. And that is incredibly important. I've dedicated a whole section of my book to building branding because I feel like it's one of the four pillars that make up a successful music artist. Um, but yeah, branding is super important, but creating and developing the right content at the right time. Yeah, that that's a good point. But I mean, how can you actively do that? Do you, like they're saying here that... Um, for example, Post Malone's timing on White Iverson, which was his first single, was so precise because there weren't many crossover artists at the time of his release and creation of the song. I don't particularly agree with that because there have always been crossover artists in any genre, but they're just saying that because there wasn't many around, he released that single and it made him blow up overnight. They're saying in addition to the timing, Post Malone's branding was unique and approachable enough for him to now have one of the most loyal fan bases in the music industry. Yes, but that's not for the reason they think it is. Oh my goodness. This, we're going to talk about this in just a second. I'm just letting you know what the article says first, and then we'll step into how uh, what they're not telling you. Um, but timing is like an interesting thing too. It's like, how do you know? Like, do you survey the industry and go like, it's a like how small businesses will um, approach the, what they're looking to sell, like, or they're, how they're going to fit into the market. Do you like, is music really that rational of an art that you would look at the industry and go, you know what? There isn't, there isn't music artists that sound like this. So I'm going to be that. Because even if you did that, I mean, that's shoehorning your creativity to be a specific way when you should be writing what's most honest to you. And even if you did that, you'd have read articles that say you shouldn't be trying to sound like uh, like you something else. Like uh, you shouldn't try to be you shouldn't be trying to sound unique. So you should be trying to uh, sound like what's popular. Because then, if people like X artists, they might like Y artist, right? Like that you could like ride on the coattails of their success. So there's always going to be conflicting messages within the music industry, right? But I mean, timing, like, uh, what are you meant to do? Sit back and go, I'll just wait till there's no one like my sound and then I'll release music. No, because you're just wasting time. You spend your whole life sitting on your catalog and not releasing anything, right? And uh, lastly, they said finding your niche. The most important step to finding your niche is to research the broader genre, this article says. Say an artist like Drake may be classified as a pop artist, but he's filled a niche within the rap genre that allows him to be a crossover artist. So they're saying that same thing. Like if you were to try to find, uh, try to find how specifically you're going to influence the music industry and work upon that, right? Great idea in principle. But again, I don't feel like those are three 
great pieces of advice. Now, obviously, this is specific to this article, but I feel like that that's the that's the information that a lot of music artists get. I've even like bought. I, I follow, I guess, my competition quite closely. Um, it's strange saying competition because we're not even doing the same thing, but I just people who are trying to help music artists so I can see how they're trying to do it and to see if I can improve on that or if I can step away and do something different, right? Like finding my niche, I guess, but that's more from like a, um, I guess less of a creative standpoint, more of a rational standpoint, right? Cause it's more of a business and it is creative to help people like I do, but I've even bought products that these people are selling to their music artists and it just says stuff like, okay, here's the secrets to the music industry. Make sure that when you release your album that 10 days beforehand, you start telling people to promote it on, um, to share it when it comes out. And then when it comes out, make sure that it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like your website, Snapchat. I don't even know, like whatever you're using, like any Pinterest like your email list, like they go through all of the different ways you can promote it. And it's like, that's common sense. Who's just releasing a new album and only like who's releasing a new album, but just only promoting it on Facebook. You'd tell everyone, right? So, I mean, that's, I don't know why people are, I don't know why they think it's okay to sell people that information. Personally, actually, if I had to answer that question, I might think it's because they haven't yet really figured out what the core issue is underneath all of this. And they're just trying to give the best answer going, well, if you're not doing this, you might not see results, but you could do all of that. And it doesn't guarantee you results, right? Because you could put it all out there. And if you haven't built your audiences correctly, then no one's going to respond to you on it. So let's talk about these three points. I mean, the last one is more or less an extension on the second. So let's just talk about the two points and talk about what they're not telling you uh, in the industry. What do you need to do? to grow your fan base and what do you need to do to market yourself in this ever-growing music industry as this article says well the first point said to focus on a diverse range of social media platforms to build communities and that is true but how do you do that you can't just say make sure you focus on all of the social networks and it's like cool what should i be focusing on growing your audience okay but how do i do that well, I don't know. Just just grow your audience. And then when you've got them there, that'll be good. It's like there's so much missing with the rest of the hour, right? So the whole point here is they're saying about the fact that um, you need to be spreading yourself across networks. But how do you actually grow your audience and all the networks? Well, actually, I'll tie this into what the second point is saying, too. They're saying about Post Malone that it was his timing that was so important as to why he became so successful. And then they say in the article, um, in addition to the timing, like, as a secondary point, Post Malone's branding was so unique and approachable enough for him to now have one of the most loyal fan bases in the music industry. You can't dismiss that point. That is the point. It was less so his timing as when he released it. That might have helped, but that's the secondary point. The primary point and the main point, the actual thing you should be focusing on is the fact that he grew an audience through his branding. Now, how did he do that? Well, he showed who he was as a person. People seem to forget all the time. As much as they'll openly complain about it, they'll forget that we don't live in an, like a world where people are opening Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever to like any social network. They're not opening that to listen to new music. The only networks they're opening to listen to new music on is like SoundCloud. But SoundCloud, SoundCloud does not have the user base, so they don't have the user base that these other platforms have. I mean, if they did, then I wouldn't need to do this podcast because you would just put a song up and people would actively be searching for new music. And all it would be about is who had the best sounding music, right? Or who could brand themselves or position themselves correctly. It would be a different game altogether, a totally different game. But it's not that it'd be a totally different game, but now it's so much about 
trying to provide people what they're looking for when they open their app. Okay, if they're opening Facebook, if they're opening Instagram, what are they opening it for? They're not opening it for music. They're visual-based platforms. So they're looking for videos and engaging. I mean, Instagram specifically, they want photos, right? Facebook is uh, can be more text-based. Same with Twitter. They're looking for like quick things they can read as they can keep skipping forward. So what you have to do is wrap your music up in a package that looks like what they're looking for, if that makes sense. So if they're looking for photos and videos, you wrap your music up in photos and videos so that when they open it, they go, oh, this is interesting. I want to see this. They open it. It has, uh, you know, different... Um, I don't want to say insinuations, but like hints of your music within it. You don't want it to be that as soon as they press play, all it is is about your music because that's not how you build a connection. That's my second point. They're not looking for um, faceless music. They're looking for a connection with a human. I say this all the time, but all of this, when it comes down to it, is really quite simple. Just as the fact that social media isn't technically new, like it is new over the last few years in the format that it's been presenting itself in, but this is just uh, different interpretations of media formats that have been around for years. Like blogging is the same as newspapers and like YouTube is just what TV was and like radio is like podcasts, right? So, I mean, it's it's all just the same media format, but shifting. And the same thing goes for the um, the mindset behind it, okay? People aren't opening Instagram to, I want to hear a great song. They're opening it because they want to build connection with whoever they're seeing on their screen. I mean, humans look for connection in anything. Like it doesn't matter any aspect of life. It's no different online. People are looking for connection. People talk to one another. Communication was built in the first place to communicate and understand and build connections with people, right? We're not solitary creatures. We operate and exist together. And people are also specifically in this day and age, taking it out of the stone age into now, so to speak, they're looking for, you know what I mean? Like history speaking, like what we're dealing with now, people are looking for ways to feel socially connected through social media. Does that make sense? Like that's why it's social media. We're on our phones more. We're seeing people in real life less. So there is a human craving for connections. That's why people are trying to force it out of their mobile devices. I know that sounds probably sounds really a roundabout way of saying something quite simple, but also to prove my point more, think about your favorite music artists. Like, who do you follow online? Like, who are your biggest, who are the people you like the most? I say, who would you put in your rock and roll music hall of fame? It doesn't have to be rock and roll, but who would you put in your music hall of fame in your mind? Like your favorite music artists. Do you follow them on social media? And if you do, how much do they post about themselves outside of their music. Now, the answer usually is quite a lot. These music artists, I mean, even if they aren't specifically posting about themselves, if they're an artist you've liked for a while before social media, they probably did this outside of social media to help you build this level of connection and commitment. Um, but chances are they're posting about themselves quite a lot. And that's the same thing Post Malone did. That's why he like hacked the industry, so to speak, and blew up it was because of the fact that he didn't go in and change himself. That was the first step. He didn't go in and try to be someone else. Now, I know people could say, yeah, but he's wearing grills and white Iverson. He had like cornrows or whatever. And um, he tried to uh, take on a new genre or whatever, but that's him being true to who he is. Like he didn't, he's not, not like that. And he's just putting that on for the cameras. It's not a character. It's just, he was who he was. And that's what made him so interesting. That's why it's, he's polarizing for that reason, which is another point as to why he did so well. But 
staying true to yourself is a really important thing. Now, staying true to yourself is not just behind the camera, I mean, off camera. So being like, it's not, it's not just you saying, you know what, I am me uh, and no one's going to change that. I am true to myself. But then on the camera, not showing that to people, you need to be showing that through your social media to your followers every single day, who you are, what you stand for. And the biggest point is staying true to yourself means to show off your scars. It's to show off what has shaped you into the person that you've become. This is such an important point, but that's why on all of these like talent-based TV shows, which are awful for the most part, but they have the, you can learn a very important lesson from them. They don't just get someone up on stage on the voice or whatever and get them to just sing a song, American Idol, Britain's Got Talent, whatever, all of these shows, get them up and they make them, um, uh, you know, any type of performance, they make them tell their story before they go on stage. Like, hi, my name's Jason and I grew up in this town and like, this is why I sing, this is why I perform. And they go out there to any of the performance shows, uh, you know, Australia's Got Talent, whatever, get up there and say, uh, and here, here, here he is singing this song now. You know what I mean? Like it, here he is singing some song by some artist. If I just went up there and sang a song, most people would look at me and go, who's this person? I have no reason to want to listen to this person yet. But, you know, given the fact that they just heard my story and where I come from, they, it provides context to my performance and they feel like they know me. So they're more inclined to give me a chance to perform in front of them. And obviously I wouldn't go on one of those shows, but that's directly parallel to your music like the way you promote your music. If you're trying to just say to people when they follow you, go, hey, thanks for checking me out. Here's my latest song. They're not going to want to do that yet because they're in the audience going, I have no reason to want to follow you yet. But if you provide that backstory, you show who you are, you give them that point of relatability for them to be able to find something in your character that they can connect to, that is what's going to be what makes them go, you know what? I like this person. They've been through something similar to me, or I think they're funny, or I think they're um, entertaining. Like there's a million different reasons. Like, I think they're worth watching. Then as soon as you say, oh, by the way, I released new music the other day, you've already built their trust. You've already built that connection and they're going to want to check you out. That's how you do it. It's just like how these talent TV shows work. So Post Malone, he, him coming out and being himself, that was part of the reason why he developed such a loyal following was because he just was like, this is who I am. And he said something about, um, you've got to be, to have swag, you've got to be ugly or like, you've got to be ugly to have swag or whatever. And he, I mean, my, by no means am I saying he's an ugly person, but the fact is that he embraced who he was and made it cool. Like he used to just look like a homeless man dressed nice when he first came out. And that's what made people go, oh, this guy looks interesting. Like he's not trying to be something he's not. He's just being himself. And he was like a literal rags to riches story when you saw him, like he represented that. And that was important. So it's really important to be you. This is how you grow that fan base. This is the steps to getting followers. You've got to be like knowing that these people are opening their apps. Your followers are looking to build a connection with you. And if you're not providing that opportunity, you're never going to grow your audience. It's that simple. So instead of being trying to spam your music, try to build a connection, show them who you are. Now I'll go deeper into story and motivation. I mean, I do in my book, I got, you know, a section dedicated to that too, but, um, I'll probably be talking more about that in later episodes of podcasts, how to do that. Um, but for today, I mean, the last thing I want to say just is more so what he did. Personalized branding was unique and approachable enough to make him develop the loyal fan bases. And that's cool. But talking about diversifying the social media platforms to build communities, Post Malone did that. In the very beginning, he never wasn't somewhere. And wherever he was, he was showing who he was. 
I could probably say that cleaner, but I feel like it's that's exactly it. He was everywhere. And wherever he was, he was his real self. He, If you notice with Post Malone, what was really unique about it, a lot of music artists have this ego that comes through where they only want to accept big offers. Like they'll come out and be like, Oh, you know, if, if, if this publication picks me up, I'll do an, I'll do, I want to do an interview with them. Cause that's like status and reputation. And then you've got someone like Post Malone, you've got someone like, and then you've got someone like Post Malone, sorry, who's like going around to small Twitch streamers on like a gaming website and being like, can I come just hang out with you on your stream when he was, when he brought his single out? And these people are like, yes, of course you can. Like, holy crap. This is like, you've got a pretty big single out. And he would just went and sat on like Minecraft streams, chatting to them, like, and chatting in front of their audience for like live streams. And like, that's genius because these smaller opportunities, although these streams might only have like, you know, a reach of like a couple of thousand maximum compared to like, I mean, sorry, at least in comparison to these big publications that get, you know, crazy like expansion or crazy coverage or crazy reach. He did so many of these smaller things that it is the reason he blew up. That's the way you should be looking for your niche is not trying to just find what sounds you can do, but looking at ways that you can leverage yourself. And I guess like shoehorn yourself into the market. If you get an article done on a big press publication website, big massive music publication website, you're just one of many music artists that are on there and their audience is quite desensitized to new artists because they see them all the time. That's why people and I've worked with people even in the in the years I've worked with music music artists that have gotten into these publications and gone, I just didn't see the the momentum that I thought it would generate, right? Because they haven't built it yet. Like, I mean, these are I mean, it's because of the fact that these press publications are not a one-stop shop to fix it. However, if you go on these smaller streams, they have a super dedicated audience. Now think about if I'm going to dive into the specifics, live streams on Twitch, for example, they're people who are actively engaged. Like they're people live, like watching a live stream. These aren't uh, YouTube videos where, you know, they put it on and then change it later and put a bit more on later and that kind of thing. Or Facebook where they're swiping through or Instagram where they're like swiping through their feeds, flicking through their feeds. These are like live streams aren't a swipe thing. They're directly demanding your attention because they're a live stream, you know, like that's, they have, you have to be present to be watching that. So that means that the attention is on the screen and that's what you want is attention, right? You want to give people that opportunity to be paying attention. That press publication that you got put into, people might've read 20 like seconds of the article then flicked out of it. Like live streams demand their attention. So that's just another point as to why it's genius what he did, but and this isn't all he did. This is just one example. But these stream communities and these smaller type things, I mean, this smaller type, I guess, communities have their own loyal followers. So yeah, their own loyal people that are watching them, loyal followers that are interested. These loyal followers are interested in like everything that's going on on the screen. And they like, like gaming communities are very uh, tight knit and uh, like supportive of one another, like in community based mindset, at least. And he comes on and chats about who he is and doesn't spend the whole time going, hi, my name's, uh, you know, Austin Post and my new single's out right now and you should check it out on whatever. He just was himself and went on there and joked around and played games and everyone went, who is this guy? I want to find out more about him and I want to know more about his music. And that's why it's like, he didn't go on there saying, hey guys, check this out. And they're like, I don't know, I might later. He got the audience being like, I want to know more about this person. Show me more. And they stepped into the curious stage of the listen path, which is my model of how to understand your audience. I'll be talking more about that as we go, but they moved from cold to curious to say, oh, I want to find out more about you. And that's where you hook them in. And now you've got people chasing you. 
Do you understand? So this is how to grow yourself in the music industry is to be everywhere and be yourself everywhere you are. And that's just proven by how Post Malone did it. Now, I could sit here and talk about it for another 40 minutes at least, but I think I might uh, start wrapping it up about that. He targeted smaller communities uh, that were tight-knit and very loyal and utilized platforms like live streaming to find ways to break through the noise and also talking points. People like, oh my goodness, Post Malone is on this random Minecraft stream. That's really strange. And it made people share it. That became a viral like word of mouth, encouraging um, exercise for them to say, hey, check this out. Post Malone's on our favorite stream. Like, why is he on there? And he's being himself, hanging out, just answering questions and chatting. It wasn't a... Um, it wasn't a like, hey, I'm a professional musician and you need to treat me as such and I'm just here to talk about my music because people didn't, he wrapped his music up in a package that suited what they were looking for. They wanted to see Minecraft gameplay and commentary. He turned up, provide the commentary. I don't know if he played the games, but maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Uh, but people came to see a Twitch stream and he provided that. And But while he was there, he just generated enough interest for people to want to check out more about him. That's exactly what you should be doing, looking for the platforms and thinking to yourself, how do I make my music suit whatever people are naturally looking for and because that will give them the reason and the curiosity to be like well obviously i want to find out more about this artist if vine came back you'd be thinking to yourself not how do i perform music in six seconds you're like how do i get my personality across in six seconds to make people want to find out more about what i do obviously you want your music wrapped up in that so you would make it like 80 percent personality and 20 percent music or even like more 90 percent personality and 10 percent music just the hint of the fact that you're a music artist so when people find out about you like who you are like what you do you've given them that access points to join your listen path and move toward from cold to curious and the next step is to become a fan right with that which is your converted group and then after that is your cult listeners who are your true fans but if they've moved from cold to curious they've taken that first giant step to wanting to find out more about you they're going to be start uh, doing the work for you, you know, like, and wanting to find out more about you based and fueled off their own curiosity. You're not going to be feeling like you're forcing them to listen to your music anymore. This is how you do it. Now, these articles that say you've got to like three ways to market yourself in the ever growing music industry is like be everywhere true but like they aren't telling you that you need to be everywhere and showing off who you are as a person and not trying to promote your music first and foremost and creating and developing content at the right time i don't think that's actually a factor i think that does play into it but a lot of that is just by pure happenstance you check that out later from the future and go wow that's why that worked out but i don't think you can actively plan that as much as they're making out and finding your niche is important but as i said find your niche on your platform uh on the social media platforms themselves not so much what your music sounds like because I want you to write true to who you are and what naturally comes out. I don't want you to be writing music just because you think it will make you popular. You need to write what is true to you because that is what's going to build connection. Honesty brings true fans. So if you find that way to com to convey that honesty through real emotive pieces of music that match how you feel as a human and how you want to change the world, that's when you make a world a better place. That's when you make the world a better place. Sorry. But if you're going out there trying to write music to suit whatever you think people want to hear to make you popular, then you're chasing fame and that's paper thin and hollow. And that's not what I, I don't want to 
endorse that or enable that type of thinking. I don't want to tell you that that kind of behavior is okay because that's not an honest way to change the world. So write to who you are, be who you are. And instead of looking for a niche in your music, write honestly, then try to find the niche in the social platform because it's been proven time and time again that that works and it can work for you too. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hope that you've uh, gotten a ton of value out of it. I mean, if you have, I would absolutely love it so much if you could share it with some friends. Uh, I'm just trying to grow this podcast. And I mean, I never really, I've just realized I never asked you to share it on. So it'd be fantastic if you could give it away, you know, just put it online. If you've gotten anything out of this, that's the perfect way to say, um, say that uh, say that you did right because you can pass it on to someone else and hopefully they can get some value out of it as well and then you know that just gives me more reason to keep making these episodes and provide more in the future let me know what you think of this new format where i comment on articles and um let you know my interpretation of them and how they're going to help you this one was more of just advice on growing your fan base uh there will be stuff that is more news based of like what's happening in the industry and how i think it will affect you uh but either way i'd love to hear your feedback you can send me an email contact me on any of the social media platforms you've got me on uh you know and make sure you go check out listenpages.com which is the music marketing software that i'm developing at the moment um it's going to help you grow that fan base like never before you heard me talk about um you know moving listeners and finding out where they're sitting and how to move them to from cold to curious and converted and cult well, that's what this whole platform's built on it allows you to actually see in front of you where your audience is sitting and where you should be spending more time to be moving people toward becoming a true fan too many music artists are just trying to find more listeners but not nurturing the ones they have and nurturing the ones they have is how you become someone like Post Malone that has, as this article says, now has one of the most loyal fan bases in the music industry, me paraphrasing, but whatever. But I hope you have a fantastic day, afternoon, night, whatever it may be, wherever you are in the world, stay safe and I'll catch you on the next episode. Share this around to your friends, say hello sometime and um, yeah, I look forward to talking with you soon.